Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ah, yes. Welcome to the We Got the Chocolates podcast. It's the sports podcast for the non-professionals. If you tried really hard to be good at sport, but never quite nailed it, you're in good company. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. And that is how I popped the question. (laughs) (laughs) He's just set up his new uh, lawn mowing service, so if anyone needs uh, a a lawn mowing, he's uh, going to do my fake lawn for free tomorrow, I think. (laughs) (laughs) A bit sore at the moment, so I'll be using my hydro gun to loosen up the muscles around the shoulder there and help me recover. I was just wondering what you were doing there. (laughs) 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 You're the band. You you two are singing and you're playing the harp, and uh, we just kept going. And pick up all these random people. <laughs> and now over to Lee, Sam, and Mitch with the marvelous We Got the Chocolates podcast. All right, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. I'm Lee. I'm Sam. I'm Mitch. And that is us. We have no goatee this week, but we've brought Mitch back in, which is a huge super mm. sub. Well done. I've been horrific in my super coach, by the way. Mitch, you would have been worse, no doubt. Yep. Has dominated. Smashed you in AFL. Perfect. What a huge event. Uh, guys, welcome. It's episode 90 that you are tuning in for. Thank you very much for being with us. And as I think we start with a review. Yep, we can start with a review for sure. We've got a few flowing in recently, so really happy with that. Yeah, we've been asking for them and we did say... If they're good, we'll reward you. You'll be on the podcast straight up. Bang. Here it yeah, is. Yeah, the title right. of this one is nothing to do with chocolates, but great. And <laughs> it's from the apparently the Redlands fourth grade skipper. And it says, as a lover of chocolate, I thought this show would be an in-depth review of different styles of chocolates. 89 episodes in, and I'm starting to think we may not see any chocolate style reviews, but I have enjoyed the super palatable format in which the hosts interview athletes from different sports in such a palatable format said it again these guys have had some serious pull with their guests full credit to the boys Love thank it. you thank take you that. Right, take yeah. that that's yeah. for sure maybe a bit of inspiration for a segment too and just start reviewing some chocolate well i've actually got a surprise coming in the next couple of weeks so stay tuned for that do you want one more review yeah sure all right. You got another one as well. Yeah. Pez, Pez Dog 220. Uh, have listened to the potty ever t- ever since Sammy Hazlitt gave the program a shameless plug in the Big Bash. And ever since Skin learned how to lean in and speak into his microphone properly, the podcast has hit God tier. I now use the phrase, we got the chocolates in my own footy and it's catching on big time. The Come new, on. new mm. segment, Must or Dust, is brilliant. Keep up the good work, lads. That is a brilliant segment. We probably actually should have put that in this episode. In fairness, yeah, that's yeah. not in, but there is uh, <laughs> some other stuff that is in that will be very impressive, and we'll get to that. But first of all, we obviously have to start with the joke of the day. 
now I'll just go short and sweet because I'm obviously the best at telling jokes, I think, yeah. unless it's to Haz, in which case he hates them. But um, this is a true story, Haz. I uh, actually spotted an albino Dalmatian the other day. <laughs> at least I could do for it. Yeah. Got that one. <laughs> That's good. Well done. Thank you, Skin. That took you a while actually did, to get yeah. started there. Always takes me a little moment, but yeah, got yeah. there in the end. Now good. And also, just uh, I'm not sure who Pez Dog fourteen hundred or whatever was that wrote that review. Uh, but obviously, great to hear that he is using. We got the chocolates in his daily phrases, and particularly at footy, um, because we. Well, I mean, really, it's just like an idiom or just a saying for winning, isn't it? Essentially, we got the chocolates we won on the weekend. I wanted to tell you that we got the chocolates on the weekend in my game of Aussie rules for the Alex Hills Bombers, Div 2 reserves. Really? You're back playing? Yeah, back playing. Played two games now. Uh, we won by 158 points. One of those oh, real okay. close ones. Yeah, that's significant. <laughs> yeah. The real shame was that it was against Gimpy who drove two and a half hours for that game. Oh, that hurt. So that's plenty of beers on the way home, surely. Yeah, right. No, that hurt. Anyway, so there's a, a thousand goals in that game. How many, did you kick any of them? Yeah, one goal, two behinds, one out on the full. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. I'm glad you had some success. I uh, I tried to tackle my dog in the backyard and, and ended up popping my shoulder out, dislocating my shoulder. So it's uh, <laughs> a random way uh, to acquire an injury. Less successful. <laughs> it's a bit, uh, a bit sore at the moment, so I'll be using my hydro gun to loosen up the muscles around the shoulder there and help me recover. Good by the uh, I was just wondering what you were the doing there. Personal sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on the plan. I really wondered where you were going. <laughs> I thought you were just trying to get us to feel sorry for you. Nope, shameless plug. <laughs> no shocks. Um, well, well, I was scrolling through social media this week, as I do, and stumbled across a comment of Lee's. He's sort of seems to be growing into one of those middle-aged women that likes to comment on controversial it's posts. Very and sexist. Bit <laughs> middle-aged men also comment. Fair point. But I often see mum doing it, I think, is, is the point I was trying <laughs> to make. Our yeah, middle-aged our, mother. Yeah, the middle-aged woman that I have most to do with loves beefing with people on the internet. And Lee joined him this week. And I thought it was a good reason to have a social sin bin segment. Ten minutes in the bin here. We've got a bin. Gets to ten minutes in the sin bin. So there was an article about Manu's batting and why he's been so terrible in his... By Manu, just if you're five. a new listener, I mean, every episode is a new episode for someone. Uh, Manu... Is Manus Labashane. Yeah, Yeah, Afrikaans. We just, Mitch just casually drops his nickname because it <laughs> makes him sound <laughs> makes him sound like he's friends with him and, you know, just a really cool oh, yeah, well, We know. all do that. Yeah, I see him, you know, once a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on the podcast twice, so we're, we're all friends. Yeah, exactly. a friend of the friend show, of the essentially. Show. Yeah. 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 Anyways, so he's batting. He plays plays cricket. He's quite good at cricket if you haven't worked that out. Um, uh, arguably one of the better batsmen in the world. He's over in England at the moment playing for Glamorgan and has had a, a slightly leaner run of form than he's been used to over the last couple of seasons. Uh, and someone on Fox Sports, I think, has to, reckons they've got the reason why. And Lethal, you weren't so happy about it. Do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, well, basically, uh, I've got a few references to, to get out from the article. So it's basically, it's talking about Marnus's technique change. It says, crucially, Labashane has changed his bat lift considerably since leaving Glamorgan the first time, right? Mm. Uh, when he dominated the county league, his bat lift was at hip height and would not rise above 90 degrees. If you're not a cricket lover, you may have no idea what we're talking about. But basically, this is just like a batting technique thing. Uh, interestingly, as soon as Labashane moved from Glamorgan into the Australian team during the Ashes, his bat lift became higher. Now, 
That is definitely not actually true. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Now it's scaling the same lofty heights he has performed at over the past two years with his bat vertically facing the sky and a mile away from his hip. Now, the issue that I have with that is that that's where everyone's bat gets to. Like You're actually trying to get to there. Your back lift is trying to go up to your top shoulder you don't swing the bat from like low like starting with it low makes mm. no difference even people that start with it low are still trying to get it high yeah. by the time as the ball's coming towards them so it's just like a ludicrous article it, it goes on to cite that like Cameron Green is the best of the Australian batters with his numbers in shield cricket because he has a low back lift but it's that's simply not true like I was just showing you guys some highlights yeah. going there, yeah, he starts with it low, and then when he pulls it, when he cuts it, when he hits it down the ground, it still gets up to the same position that Manus's bats in. He just starts with it up there, and it's like it's just not. It's just a stupid article. It actually makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't matter where they start. Like, yeah, they batter used used to start with their bat on the ground, but it got up high eventually. It doesn't matter where it starts. It's mm. about where it gets to in the in the battle as don't the ball's at, coming down. Don't look at like photos of if you Google photos of Don Bradman. Widely touted as being quite a useful batsman. Mm, uh, he I've has his that. bat in that exact same position, high and like up above his shoulder. Ricky Ponting used to start with his bat on the ground and he had the biggest back lift ever yes. uh, and yeah. succeeded in England. Yeah. It's funny, when I saw this article on the on the show notes, I thought you were talking about a different article. I was like, oh, that is, yeah, that's, I, I blew up at that article when I read it, but it's actually a different one. <laughs> so I was reading this other article and I read it and it was took all my effort not to reply and spray the people on Facebook for writing it because um, I thought it was just ridiculous. And it was it was basically saying how that, you know, Minus learned his good technique by Matthew Maynard in England Morgan and Australian coaching system had failed him by not teaching him this, which was pretty stupid. But um, I'm sure Matthew Maynard's a great coach and did really help him. But, but yeah, anyway, the, the guy who wrote it said, you know, as you are aware, I was a batsman whose game was based on a strong defence and a good technique. Well, that's great. I'm sure most people try and base <laughs> so their game on that. Trying to emulate, yeah. yeah. Um, he said, I credit Barry Knight for teaching me proper footwork, which involved moving your feet forward and back so you're not stuck on the crease, moving your feet in line with the ball, uh, keeping your back foot square so you stay side on. Well, yep, all things are in the textbook, and I'm pretty sure most coaches should know that, and some probably don't, but really that's the basics that you teach every kid, so that's not mind-blowing that you got taught that. No. But he, and he goes, modern players are taught to press forward towards the ball and keep still at the crease. They're not concerned with moving into line or playing with back foot technique. I don't really know about that or exactly what he's trying to say, but I don't think so. Um, and as a result, when the ball is moving and bouncing, many batsmen are floundering, ending up shoulders open towards square leg, both feet stuck on the crease and facing up the wicket. They lose their shape entirely. Ironically, they pride themselves on keeping shape when hitting T26s, but don't understand keeping shape in defense. Um, it's just, pretty loose. And, and look, I... I think batters nowadays have better techniques than all the batters used to. They, they, oh. Batters back in the day, they used to like practice their technique, sure, but and they had techniques that worked for them, and that's all that matters. You've got something that works well for you. You don't have to be textbook perfect, but I feel like they're better now. I'm going to wind this back to – we had Adam Holyoke, uh, like former England international gun cricket coach now, uh, works with Queensland cricket and stuff yourself quite a bit, has. He was on the podcast, I don't know what episode, but ages ago, and he said that anyone that thinks that the game now – the modern game is not better than when they were playing needs to have their head read. Like it's just, it's crazy that you can sit there and have, have these people write articles about how good their techniques used to be yeah. and how everyone that's doing it now is just wrong. The boy that we wrote this article about Marnus, I don't even know if he even played cricket. Like he's certainly not a name that there was someone else commented on it saying stick to rugby. 
So I assume that he's just trying to like write another article as a journalist, and he just, yeah. it just stings of like hearing a couple of commentators say, "Oh, geez, his back lifts higher." Yeah. But like at one point last week, last year, Kerry O'Keefe was like, "The thing I love about Manus is he's got a really low back lift," and like. He didn't. His back <laughs> is exactly the same. <laughs> people just spin shit. Yeah, yeah this, guy, the time. this guy goes. You gotta five days of content. Yeah. He goes. People suggest Steve Smith has an unusual technique, but he has the fundamentals of moving across into line and keeping his back foot square. Yeah, he does. What is unusual is his grip. It is unusual, and it, which results in him playing with a closed face. I don't think it does. I'm no, pretty sure it he smacks it. You think straight. he would? You think he would? But it goes perfectly straight when he plays a straight drive. Yeah, no, and exactly. yeah, and it says tellingly, minus return from the Ashes tour. And we observed that he was moving back and across. Asked if Marta smelled himself on Steve Smith. He said no. The Glamorgan coach had taught him that technique and it was now easy to know where his back stump, back uh, his off stump was and he could work the ball to the leg side. In other words, he'd been through the whole Aussie coaching system and not one coach had taught him that technique. But no, he did a back and across movement in his to cover off stump his whole he life. He was 13, oh. I reckon. I remember seeing him in the nets doing that. Like he's done that forever. Yeah. I might go like slightly further now, but it's just, it's silly. So uh, I, I tell you, I tell you what, isn't in the uh, the coaching technique manual in the textbook, but it should be, and we should put it in there, is the uh, the Alchemy Cordials Australia range of beverages. Uh, so for anyone out there... Um, stretch. <laughs> a little clunky, but I, I appreciate where you're going. <laughs> They've got plenty of coffee syrups, smoothie bases, classic cordials, chais, frappes, and their favourite superfood elixirs. You'll find them at cafes, you'll find them with catering companies, but mm. anyone out there, you can also get them yourself for your home use and, and they are lovely. So whatever you like, do that and go on their Alchemy Cordial Australia website at the checkout. You can use the code uh, WGTC10 for 10% off and free shipping. Now, I had one other example that I wanted to uh, show you from a social Simbin uh, situation as well. And this actually occurred not in the Lions game. We are going to talk about the one they played against Richmond the other night. Obviously, that's uh, that's pretty big news. Uh, but this was previous to that, where they played Fremantle Sunday afternoon. I went uh, along with Stefan, who's probably still looking for his alchemy delivery, actually, after paying for the postage, living in the next street. Yep. Um, but this was, this was just something that I sort of was sitting in front of two guys who were quite well liquefied, you might say. Okay. Uh, they'd enjoyed their Sunday afternoon. I'm sure they had to work on... Monday morning and to give you some context because I'll hit the audio and you'll hear plenty but basically they <laughs> there was a score review for the goal umpires right you know how they have score reviews in AFL yeah, go, yeah. not really sure I think it was a goal but can we go upstairs and check with the arc I mean they have access to that technology so why not use it if there's any doubt because if yeah. they didn't then they get shredded right yeah these boys behind me just didn't appreciate the fact that they were going to get home three minutes later obviously they hated the fact that it went to the <laughs> went to the score review, and they just blew up about it uh, about the fact that the goal umpire had the <laughs> had just the indecency to stall the game by thirty five yeah, seconds. Terrible, and so they've blown up the Lux. Now from then on, this is over literally like an hour period, like over the next two quarters. Every time the ball came down there for a goal, they just went the same gag over and over again. And it really just got me thinking, this is exactly what so many people's experience at watching sport in Australia would be like. Are you sure? Video! Score review! Thank <laughs> you. 
hope that makes them feel better because it doesn't do much else. No, yeah. it's not. Sharks, it's a tough job being an umpire. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, we're literally right next to the pool goal umpire. So he's just yeah, copping this yeah, tirade yeah. the whole time. And all the poor bloke did was just check that he'd made the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they just, you got to have a look at yourself, surely. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, and uh, we talked. We have, have a lot of people in the social sin bin there, but there's actually been recently a lot of people in the actual NRL sin bin. <laughs> what a segue! With that is. Uh, 17 players either sin binned or sent off in round 11, magic round, and then 29 players reported to the judiciary in round 12. So a lot. And uh, there's been a lot of debate, a lot of people unhappy with the new rules where they've got to crack down on contact with the head. If there's any sort of force to the head, it's it's a sin bin. Um, so, Victor so, yeah. Bradley the other day got sin bin twice and put on reports three times. Four times. Four, four times. Yeah. Four, yeah. yeah. Oh, so Moses. I think only two of them he's actually getting uh, suspended for. But yeah, Mrs. Origin won because of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's... It's it's got its negatives for sure, I know, and I guess the positives they're looking for is that it's trying to bring in, uh, you know, mothers signing up their children to the game. Mothers might think, or fathers, of course, might think that the game's too rough. There's too much contact with the head. They don't want their children playing the game, but they're trying to, you know, stamp that out. So there's less concussions. You know, the challenge is there's so many concussions from people making good tackles around the hips and their head hitting hips and head clashes on their own teammates. So. Whether it makes a difference on concussions, I'm not sure. It probably makes it look better in the long run, but how long that takes to see a positive difference, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's like it is making the game completely different, essentially, Like because obviously every single set or every half people are playing with less than the full allotment of players. So the game's opened up massively. Some teams probably get massively disadvantaged, but obviously I think the NRL have drawn like a line in the sand and I think there's an element of them probably not wanting to get sued as well like if someone ends up with you know that many concussions or whatever a player and comes back and and sort of tries to go back at them I remember like when like I know Nathan Bracken at one point was like suing Cricket Australia for not adequate care of his him through his career and stuff it would only take one lawsuit like that for the NRL to probably have heaps and heaps come back at them as well um and I yeah. guess that's probably where it's stemming from as well, as as well as the message it's sending to parents of juniors going, This is actually a safe game. We do care about we do care about the safety of our players. But I don't know. I feel like that it's gotta be like an area in between, I reckon. Because 
at, at the moment it's like crazy. Like when you, you watch it, you have any penalty you see is like, wow, this could be anything. There's, there's two things I don't like and that's, you know, the player staying down after getting hit in the head. That's the first one. And I saw a really good uh, way to fix that, which I, I, I love, is that if you stay down after getting hit in the head and they stop play to look back at it and then uh, and then the opposition player gets sin bin for contact with the head, then you as the attacker should have a mandatory HIA off the field. They should make you go off the field. So uh, I think that's the that's what you have to do. I think that's a good way to HIA stop that. being head injury assessment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then the other one is going back three or four players to blow a penalty from a minute ago. So, oh, yeah, yeah I, I think don't don't stop the play and go back three or four penalties. You can still put some people on report afterwards, but, yeah. No good there. But I agree with what Brad Fittler said, actually, and he, he's, he's actually all for the crackdown, which I sort of I sort of do like the idea of it. He said, you know, it's always been illegal to have high shots. We're only just starting to rule on a lot of them now. And, yeah, um, we're being harsher on them now, that's for sure. Stop making excuses for poor technique and decision-making. And he says the game is only going to improve so much by uh, having having our best players play with the confidence that they're not going to get their faces, faces smashed off. And, yeah, I, I mean, I reckon – by all means, you know, I think it's good that they were trying to get people making tackles lower around the waist and instead of tackling, tackling too high and risking making contact with the head. Even if it does glance up from the ball to the head, it's still making contact with the head, which isn't great. And What about ones like, this is the only place where I reckon it's a bit rough, is like James Tedesco, for example, he seems to fall over or slip over more than any other person in the game Like as he's passing the ball. Mm-hmm. He gets met in the head often, yeah. but like if he was in his regular standing position, it's probably like round his stomach. Yeah, mm-hmm. super harsh. I don't think yeah. they should probably be suspended for that if they can't help it. But um, I guess if you're going for the waist and it hits, like, and they, and they, uh, James Tedesco leans over and or bends down and loses height, then it's not going to hit him in the head. It might hit him in the chest instead of the head yeah. if you're going for the waist. But yeah, very fair. It's it's meant to be a similar rule in AFL, isn't it? Like if the if they fall into it, you shouldn't get penalised for high contact. Yeah, well, yeah, but it, I think there is a great deal of onus on the tackler in AFL. I reckon Peter Valendi's like NRL CEO, whatever he is, what is he? CEO, chairman, something. One of those chairman, I think, leadership yeah. positions. He would definitely look at AFL and go, they do it better in terms of their player safety because you rarely see people get smacked in the head by like errant high tackles in AFL because everyone's obviously knows that their point that they can tackle is between shoulders and hips. That's it. I think it's a bit different. I think it's a bit easier to, to look after it in AFL, if I'm honest. Um, a lot less tackles and a lot less, you know, force behind them. So Yeah. I don't know. What, I, don't know. I reckon I disagree with that because in AFL you like people are trying to actively avoid you, whereas in NRL half the time they're just running straight at you. So mm. you really should be able to get your tackling technique right when bikes just trying to pin you. Whereas in AFL, like, you have a chance of getting like wrong-footed and hanging lazy arms out and stuff. I don't know. Like there may be more force behind them, definitely, because you're trying to run away. You're not actually. You probably don't make as many tackles, obviously, in AFL. But mm. I feel like yeah, th- those ones were like NRL. We just it's a basic hit up. Surely players have to get the message that okay, we're tackling them lower. Yeah, yeah. you should be able to sort of see it coming, yeah. and it's five times a set every set for the whole game. <laughs> All right, uh, so we often encourage our listeners to send us in any stories that they've got. There's there's plenty of spots on the website that you can do that. Uh, you can you know write a story, we'll read it out for you, or you can use a speak pipe down the bottom as well and, and 
we'll be able to listen to your story on an episode so uh, feel free to do that but this week I, I had my own story that I thought I'd I'd tell if that's alright with everyone yeah well we try to capture that feeling of just sitting in the dressing room if you were playing a team sport if you maybe had to retire from a team sport because either you stunk or you got too injured mm-hmm. if you never quite made it but you're sitting there going geez, I wish that I was still playing team sport we try and capture that feeling of the stories that you might tell when you come there on a Saturday or Sunday hey? Yes, correct. Yeah, so feel free to send in any any that you've got. This one wasn't so much in the dressing room of a team sport. It was on a bus. Still a story you would tell in the team sport dressing room skin. Is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Thanks. Thanks. Like we've been here. It is your podcast after all. Yeah, I probably should know that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so uh, round one, I'll be sure to tell this again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Tell it again. Uh, anyways, so story from a couple of weeks ago, I was in Adelaide. For those of you who don't know, you should, because you should listen every week. And I, there was an episode I wasn't there. I was in Adelaide. Um, was doing a couple of line tours on a bus. And uh, oh, I probably Muhammad need some. Bus. Yeah, Muhammad Abbas. Uh, doing a line tour around the Barossa Valley. And probably need to provide a little bit more background detail. I was with my girlfriend, Eloise. And we've been together for a long time. And uh, my appearance on... On the podcast that week, I just got relentlessly sprayed for about seven minutes about how I must be down in Adelaide strictly to pop the question. You are playing around with the ring on your finger right now. Yeah, that's that's it. weird that you chose to wear that after wrong finger, wrong finger, wrong finger, wrong <laughs> finger. We don't know that. Neither of us are married. <laughs> uh, anyways, so yeah, yeah, I went on a holiday, and it, I mean, you guys were probably the first to mention it in that phone call that was on the Monday night, and then sort of it got mentioned many times throughout the week like plenty of comments on our on Eloise was posting the stories or whatever on Instagram like plenty of reactions to those things and then I've still been getting grilled about it since I've been back but uh, on the Friday we were on the bus doing a tour around the Barossa Valley and you know there's 15 20 people on the bus or whatever there's there's a group of sort of uh, older people there was, there was like a group of six sort of you know, I don't know, 40 or 50 year old sort of people that obviously know a lot more about wine than Eloise and I did. But um, so they've, they've stopped at a winery and they've stayed there for two hours or whatever and obviously consumed a fair bit of wine and we've hopped back on at the end of the day uh, and they're having a great time. They've, you know, they've had a fair bit of wine. They're sort of getting a little bit louder. That's that's fine. That's You can do that at a winery. And someone just starts pinning us with questions like, oh, where are you from? You know, what, what are you doing? We're, yeah, we're just down here from Brisbane. We're just having a holiday. And oh, okay, so you like, you're married? No, no, I'm not married. Oh, engaged. You must be engaged. No, no, not engaged. Oh, okay. So you, you're like, you've only just gotten together. You're just going on your first. I'm like, no, we've been together for like seven years. And then this lady sitting next to me that I've never seen before just literally starts punching me in the arm because I haven't put the question yet. Uh, and says, all right, we're, we're, you know, we're going to marry you right now. We're going to marry you right now. We need to get a celebrant on the bus and uh, we need two two best men and two bloody... <laughs> Groom's late. What? What? Bridesmaid. <laughs> Best man on the bus with no one you know. <laughs> with no one I know. Two sure. bridesmaids, and then like so, we stopped at the next winery, and these these three other ladies hopped on, and they're like, "All right, you're the you're the band. You you two are singing, and you're playing the harp." And then like we just kept going and picking up all these random the people. <laughs> you sure you didn't Apparently. set this, You sure you didn't set this up so you didn't have to ask the question? So just I reckon Eloise set it up, and they were all paid actors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be onto something. Eloise was having a great time with it, and I was sitting there getting absolutely roasted, but. It's like buzz of old people that were telling me I was too slack, basically. Um, and yeah, just everyone that hopped on the bus got a new role. I, like that, we I think we ended up having like a team of chefs. We had bar staff. There was, we, I think we had someone. Some one of the blokes was a uh, uh, security for the night, apparently. And then you know, so we're driving back from from the Barossa Valley, and everyone's got a role. And it, like, it's like a bloody hour bus ride, and the, the 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 driver starts playing like this bloody playlist of like the most romantic music ever that so just uh, the entire bus was into me 
Very good hour. It was a great so time. So yeah. you're married. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that is how I popped the question. <laughs> <laughs> what what a story. So they just absolutely pierced all these people. Yeah. EJ has Ahmed. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. Dust. Correct. Obviously. And just enjoying it that much. Yeah, having a great time. <laughs> at my expense. No one told you that was going to be this way. All right, it's come to that point of the episode where we get to hand out a FOTS membership card or friend of the show. So if you would like one of those, you can go to the website, wegotthechocolates.com.au and apply using our application form. So this segment is brought to you by PDM Property Finance. If you'd like any sort of service like investment loans, construction development loans, structured property finance solutions or home loans, go and see them. And without further ado, we'll get Kent Sandy on the phone, our next winner. Hello. Hi Kent, Sam Hazlitt here from the We Got The Chocolates podcast here with Lee and Mitch, how are you? Very well, thank you, how are you? Very good, very good and congratulations is in order, you are now a friend of the show, you, you've got your FOTS card here, FOTS card number 12 is it Lee? Yeah, number 12, number 12. No one told you that was gonna be this way. That's very exciting, mate. I, when, when did I put that request in? Uh, Mitch is probably best to answer that question. Oh yeah, I can give me a moment. I'll get back to you. I was, just, we looking, just, got I was some... really just looking for an estimate, not actually taking up enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, sorry. Well, I think most of the applications were done about six months ago. At least, so. <laughs> yeah, I feel it was a, yeah, a while somewhere ago. around there. It just shows how highly sought after they are. There's so many applications here. <laughs> yeah, we only give them out yeah. very rarely. So exactly. And no, plus, that you. Yours also because you live in Adelaide. Yours will cost us extra to send. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you were pretty far down the list. I'll be honest. Just just refresh me. What what do I get for this? Um, well, they are. I mean, it's a nice card. I, it's yeah. quite quite well printed. It's it's not laminated should fit well in the wallet. It's Is not, it laminated? No, no not, I wouldn't <laughs> say it was laminated. We do let our friends of the show do that themselves. <laughs> But you do definitely deserve this. You have very impressive results on the application, actually. You got nearly all the questions right, but sure. you also did uh, admit in there that you may have cheated. So, well done. That's uh, hey, yes. <laughs> you cheated oh, I, it. I, there was a couple of questions I had to refer back, I think. Uh, that's like, right. It wasn't just off the top of my head. Oh, that's just a research. Open book. Good homework. Yeah. Yeah. There, Open was, book. there was one questionable one there. You, when mm. it was, we asked which host is balding, you said, my opinion mm. on the matter is they all seem to have an abundance of hair. <laughs> I think he's trying to make me feel better about myself. <laughs> I don't think we should be uh, throwing stones when we live in glass houses. <laughs> right. Right. Fair enough. No, no, you're, you're doing a good job there, mate. Up top, very good. Yeah. Clinging on. Just That's keep that on. You'll be right. <laughs> I also I haven't seen I haven't seen Lee for about six months, so I'm assuming it's uh, it still going quite well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you wanted us to go back to the original intro music. I don't think we can do that. Um, you- <laughs> Copyright infringement. I'll show you though. Yeah. Your gums and oh, I do like it. There we go. That is a flashback. That's a flashback, isn't it? Is that what you mean, Ken? That's the one. Yeah, I like that one. That was. When did you get rid of that? Uh, episode fifty-one. Mm. Oh, was it that late? Was it? Yeah. yeah. yeah we had <laughs> that. Yeah, we had that on for a long time. I just no, I sort of made that up on GarageBand, so I think no one was really ever that positive about it. But Ken, obviously, <laughs> you were. Yeah. 
No, it was good, mate. So you actually made that. Yeah, I'm quite musically talented. If you want me to come back down to... Uh, have we even told everyone that he's no. the West Torrens? I was going to mention it because uh, he said his favourite episode was the, the Daniel Lumpy Drew episode, um, which makes sense, yeah, because he is the president of West Torrens Cricket Club, where he used to play for as well, Lee. So yeah. I, I was going to hit him up and ask him if he had any funny stories, embarrassing stories of Lee that you could you could pass on to us. Uh, probably the bit, one of the more recent stories, probably, Lee, was when you came down to play this year. <laughs> How do we go? How do we go? That wasn't the part. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, it went down to play in the 2020, dropped a catch in the second over, missed three runouts, didn't bat. So, <laughs> you you did bat at three, though. So. Yeah, I was batting three. Yeah, we just didn't Not lose required. a wicket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Drew actually, yeah, Drew, did he make? It was down to 100 that game. He made about oh. 90, I reckon. Yeah, 90, not out. Yeah, so. Lumpy, I think he goes by. Um, that's right. But remember, I think actually that one funny story you had, Kent, we've never told on the podcast, but actually the year, I reckon, there was one pretty good year where I played for West Torrens where we won the triple premiership. Have you guys ever heard that story? That doesn't ring a bell. No. <laughs> I've got some vague recollections. Yeah. I, wasn't, I was actually having a just a catch-up because, uh, to be fair, I was, uh, I was a big listener early on in the podcast and I've probably been a bit slack lately, so I've spent the last... When lockdown happened, it was a lot easier to find. I've, I've got four kids. I haven't got a lot of time on my hands. Okay. Um, so I, I sort of wound back and just uh, watched some of the, the highlights and noticed that episode 88, you've you've turned up there with a bat. I reckon that might be from the, the premiership year. Correct. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, very good product placement. Very well. Yeah, that was the only bat I got while I was in Adelaide last time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you pick it up when you were down, did you? Yeah, yeah that's right. Ah, there we go. Exactly. So I'm assuming postage was a bit expensive for us, too, yeah. <laughs> sending yeah. it up. Mark Harry, you, you got- he was never paying postage for that. Nah, we sent you up a tie and a beanie though, which was nice. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it's nice. I actually paid for that beanie too. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, two weeks late, but, <laughs> but it's in well, there. There we go. There we go. The, the tie was free though. You, you looked good. Have you got a photo with it? We wouldn't mind putting that up on the socials too. I think we've got two left if anyone wants one. Yeah, do you guys want one? Mitch? Sure, yeah, I'll have one. You've been down to West Torrance before? I have, yeah. Mate, I came oh, and watched yeah, your semi final that you ended up winning all the flags, I think. I saw you score three. That was nice. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> knock, that. <laughs> I got out to Nick Benton, who's now my big brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's right. That was a blast from the past. What did you make the following weekly? Um, yeah, no, I think that was uh, 110 in the grand final. Oh, yeah, player of the final, I do recall. Yeah, Stop pumping up his tiles. <laughs> <laughs> Kent, uh, you can come on any time. Any time. What are you doing every Monday for the next uh, few weeks? Well, I've been obviously listening to the podcast, yeah. obviously. Uh, yeah, that's cool. right. They actually come out on Thursday, but that's <laughs> Well, I get around to it on Monday. Monday's my, my day kids. off. He's got four kids. <laughs> He's got four kids. Yeah. It's four days yeah. to prepare. Perfect. Well, Kent, you, you were definitely friend of the show number 12. You're a massive Port Adelaide fan, mate, I've noticed, uh, and always take oh. quite a bit of enjoyment out of taking the piss out of Adelaide. Adelaide fans down there. Uh, so it's good you, that I haven't got into the uh, social sin bin yet. I don't know how I've managed. No, your comments are quite. Your comments are quite funny. I, I think I saw you comment like one so. one today about uh, obviously uh-huh. who was it? Uh, Dane Swan's comment about how his tweet, how good is one point in in the first quarter? Obviously taking the piss out of Port Adelaide, being down twenty to one at quarter time, Ooh. and they won by one mm. point. Yeah. <laughs> quite important. Yeah. yeah, it was quite important at the end of the day. <laughs> that's, Probably that's one of those ones that doesn't. 
doesn't quite age that well, does it? No, yeah, that's right. Nah, but friend of the show, number 12, mate. Any Port Adelaide player that wears number 12 or has over the past that you've been a massive fan of? Oh, I've been a big Simon Tregenza fan back in my day. He actually played for the Crows as well, I think, number 12. So he's a... Uh, He's one of my favourites from the, uh, what was that, about the 80s. So there we go. Go back a bit. Yep, we'll Jeez. Google him. Okay. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> Perfect, mate. Um, no, thank, that's, uh, that's fantastic. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that coming in the mail. So when can I look out for it, Greg? Um, it should be there by 2022, which should be good. Yeah. 2022. All right, that's cool. And I've uh, got a, a quick shout-out to, um, to Spencer as well, who I think uh, occasionally appears on your show. He does. Or he occasionally gets mentioned. Yep. Yep, he's, yep. Just, he's just set up his new uh, lawn mowing service. So if anyone needs uh, <laughs> a, 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 a lawn mowing, he, he's, uh, he's going to do my fake lawn for free tomorrow, I think. I'm pleased well, that you're he, starting him off with that. Well, well, Travis Head's using him apparently, so there you go. So oh, there's okay. a there's a good um, a good uh, plug for him. So hopefully, yeah, that, he'll look after me for for that. Oh, can't wait. We're trying to get Travis Head on the podcast just to ask him about his lawnmower, yeah. man. Well, we can, yeah, we can compare notes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, thanks, mate. We will speak to you soon. Thank you, mate. Thanks for that. Uh, great. I'm very excited, mate. Number twelve. I can't believe. Uh, can't believe I'm almost made the top ten there. Yeah, pretty early. So close, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Uh, cheers, cheers, mate. Have a good Bye. night. All right, guys. Well, there you go. Another happy friend of the show, happy customer, you might say. And that is absolutely all we have time for on episode 90 of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And we would love you to get in touch with us. You can, as you know, you can apply to be a friend of the show as well via the website. You can do a lot of things from the website, can't you, Skin? You can, yes. Yeah, you can go there and buy merchandise. As I mentioned at the start of the show, that's one thing you can do. And you can get 50% off this week using the code WGTC. 50 uh you can also uh, leave us a, a an email you can send us just get in contact with us if you've got anything you want us to want to tell us or want us to talk about on the next show and you'll find links to all our social media as well so yeah if you've got a great website. story like the one skin told tonight get it to us as well if you don't have your own podcast may as well use ours correct if you've got a joke to tell they'll be better than lee so make sure you're <laughs> I thought that was you strong do, tonight. you're the joke of the day for us send it in on the speak pipe and uh if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, please Give us a five-star rating and a review, and we might read it out if it's a funny one. So thank you for doing that. Also, the other way that you can support us is by supporting our sponsors. That is Alchemy Cordial Australia. You can go to their website, alchemycordial.com.au. Use the discount code WGTC10 for 10% off and free shipping. It has been wonderful being with you today. Hope you enjoyed listening, and we will be straight back with you next week, this time next Thursday. Good luck in the future. Future, that is, yeah. Yeah, future, yeah, for future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's common. And <laughs> get on board, skin, and take it off. <laughs> right. Anyways, anyway, see you, see you later. Stop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.